Welcome to a week five edition of Between the Horns. My name is JB Long, and if you're watching us live on our social and digital channels, good morning. Hope you're having a great week. If you're catching us on the podcast, drive safely, enjoy your workout, your walk, whatever you might be doing. Uh, alongside team reporter Serena Morales, who's been on mute uh, for a couple of minutes as the uh, emergency service vehicles go by. Everything okay over there, Serena? We're good now. <laughs> okay, she's back on. Wonderful. And my Rams radio partners are here as well. Super Bowl champion DeMarco Farr is uh, battling through uh, homeschooling. Yes, sir. Doing my best, JB. <laughs> and Maurice Jones-Drew, how's your comeback bid going? Are you ready for uh, some red zone carries yet? Uh, close. I would say two or three weeks away, but it's ice bath time today. So we're, we're, we're recovering. The recovery process right. is important. Well, the C.J. Anderson game plan is still locked in uh, under key for whenever you're ready to, to pull the trigger on that. Serena, week five is upon us. The three and one Rams are heading back to the East Coast for the third time in four weeks to face one and three Washington. But before we dive into that one, let's take a look back at the Rams 17 to nine victory over the Giants at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but a win is a win, right, guys? We're never going to complain about those. So really, the key is, what did we learn, right? The defense kind of needs to, you know, they continue to step up, I should say. Held the New York Giants to three field goals, sacked Daniel Jones five times. Um, but the offense kind of struggled to find a rhythm. 240 total yards, that was their lowest since week 12 against the Ravens last year. Um, MJD, I'll start with you, ice, ice bath guy. What do you think about this <laughs> offense trying to find a rhythm here? Do they all just need to take ice baths? No, no, I, I think uh, we didn't give the Giants front seven enough credit. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence and company, they did a great job of forcing the Rams to be one-dimensional, which allowed them to run certain coverages. Um, when you're playing Jared Goff, who's not the most mobile quarterback or the, the most willing to take off and run, you can play two-man, and all two-man is is two safeties covering deep, Everyone else is shadowing underneath the receiver, and it makes it tough for throws. And so once they stopped the run and they, they kind of got away from the play-action pass a little bit, it made them one-dimensional. And, and credit to the Giants' front seven for doing that, and credit to those DBs. As we were talking, JB, it, they, were, they were sticking to those receivers. There wasn't a lot of space. And when they, when they did give space, we saw Cooper Cup catch that pass and, you know, take it to the house. So uh, the Giants' defense needs more credit. They played really well, and – as DeMarco has said uh, during the broadcast, when you're a 14-point underdog or a double-digit underdog, you're going to come out and play with a little pizzazz, a little fire, like your hair is on fire. So that's what we saw. Uh, the Rams did a great job of bouncing back and taking advantage of the opportunities that they got offensively. And like you said, Serena, defensively, sometimes you're going to have to win games that way. You're going to have to win the ugly game. You're going to have to show that you can win the, the game that's not the prettiest. And uh, the Rams did that. No doubt. Uh, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. Sometimes you have to win ugly. Um, I agree with Maurice. I think New York's defense is better than we gave them credit for, better than expected. Uh, Joe Judge had those guys fired up. Um, but something else that, that kind of threw me for a loop, or at least something I learned, the Rams, this current group, the 2020 team, they're not immune to the turnover malaise. Uh, Gerald Everett puts it on the deck. Everything goes south offensively. They can't find the rhythm. So uh, that's something you're going to have to learn. Um, overcoming adversity in-game, how to get back on track, how to steal that momentum. I, I thought we saw that in Buffalo. Uh, we didn't see that in New York. So, uh, you know, turnovers can affect anybody. Um, but just like we said, one and ugly, 17 points. 
uh, just 15 first downs and you were 38% on third down, but yet you still found a way to win. The defense didn't let them in the end zone. So uh, it, it tells me the team, the, the main thing is the main thing, which is to get the win. Uh, you can work on being pretty later. Just make sure you leave SoFi or wherever you play with the victory first, and then you can go back and correct your problems. But uh, the thing that sticks out to me that we learned is they're tough as nails. I think we, we found that out in Buffalo, and we also saw that in New York. Uh, but the, the turnover issue and dropping your head or uh, getting off track and not being able to find it again, I think this is something this team is going to have to work through in 2020. Serena, I'll be succinct. Philadelphia beat San Francisco at Levi's, and that's my parting thought on week four, right? Like, where would you rather be? Carson Wentz took his practice squad offense and went to San Francisco and beat the 49ers. So, yes, it wasn't an oil painting for Sean McVay and Jared Goff and the Rams, but they never trailed. They're 3-1, and one, and they have not played a complete game on offense, defense, and special teams all at the same time yet. I think that's a great place to be at the quarter pole. Boom. JP said it best. Uh, we're going to move on. Washington, they made some news yesterday, benching their second-year quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, for Kyle Allen. Is anyone surprised by this move at all? Wow. Uh, Haskins ranks last in the NFL in total QBR, 27th in completion, started 11 games in his career. Um, we'll say, you know, Kyle Allen did play under Ron Rivera at Carolina. Uh, your thoughts, DeMarco? Uh, well, let me let me jump in before Maurice does because I've already seen what you wrote on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Cheaters. <laughs> no, this, to me, no surprise. Um, he wasn't very good this year. Uh, they weren't very good with him. I think the one that would have gotten anybody the hook, any young quarterback the hook, is uh, versus Baltimore. You're you're in scoring territory. I think you're. It's 27-10, you're at the Baltimore 15, and he takes an 18-yard sack. You should see the sideline. I mean, everybody turned their back on the guy. So uh, it's just these little mistakes uh, that keep adding up. And don't get me wrong, I've been through this. I wanted Tony Banks to be a good quarterback. I really did. Uh, The city wanted him to be a good quarterback for more than just football reasons, but it was the same mistakes over and over again. And I agree. I had this conversation with Tony Banks on the way out the door the last time we were actually teammates. He looked at me and said, now they want to solidify the offensive line if I only had more time. And I'm thinking, yeah, I hope you have more time, but I don't have the time to wait for you. You know, I'm, I'm going out there getting my tail kicked because you keep making mistakes and you're taking years off my life. So, you know, sometimes I think four games was enough. I think the offense was very limited. Um, I think if you're Ron Rivera, you didn't draft this guy. I think you have to find a way to get the spark. At one point during that game in Baltimore, that offense was minus 54 points in the first half this season. You can't win like that. And you're going to lose the rest of your team if you keep fielding that guy. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think Kyle Allen is more mobile. I think that's what, you know, Haskins lacked uh, when, when when everything broke down. He wasn't very athletic. Maybe this guy can give you a spark. But, you know, I think it was the right time to make a move. I, so, obviously, you know what I said on Twitter, right? Um, right. Say what you said on Twitter, is, Maurice. Say what you so said. So, my, my, my thing on Twitter was, um, how can you evaluate a quarterback when you trade away his left tackle, when you put no weapons around him, and you're like, I need you to be successful? When you look at it, Terry McLaurin's a third-round pick. Uh, Gibson's the other third round. And other than that, it's a bunch of journeymen running around there. Offensive line has been past me. And like you said, in that Baltimore Ravens game, yeah, you're right. But there's also other times where that line was just letting guys run scot-free, just through. And so how can I evaluate a young quarterback after 11 games? Now, this is my problem. 
Daniel Jones is by far worse than him, like turnover-wise, completion percentage, all those things, worse. Yet we give excuses. And so my thing with Ron Rivera is this. Yes, you didn't inherit – or yes, you didn't draft him. He's not your guy. But now you have to trade him. And now you have to start all the way over again. And to be honest, Kyle Allen is as good as he was in Carolina, which wasn't that good. He had Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson, DJ Moore, uh, Curtis Samuel. He had guys around them that can make plays. And you can throw a swing screen to – and they can possibly make something happen. Or throw a slant. They can do those type of things. We're going to see what he can do in Washington. And if he can't do that, the question is, how many games do you give him? Because we've already seen him play eight games with the Panthers and not do anything. And so uh, my only concern is, is, is a, it's a, a team-building thing. If we go back and we talk about the Rams, remember what everyone thought about Jared Goff when the, after, after week, year one. It was horrible. He, did, he came out, played okay, okay, then you lost to the Washington football team, which was another name we won't say. And it was still questions about it. And you have to give these young quarterbacks time. Now, we know what Jared Goff is. We know what he can do. We know what his, his, his uh, strengths are and his weaknesses. If you didn't give Dwayne Haskins that opportunity to do that, you'll never know. And now, because you cut him after four games, you cannot put him back in the, uh, in the lineup. You cannot do that. So, wherever happens from here, and DeMarco, you know this as we all know, once you cut a quarter or you bench a quarterback or any player, you cannot put him back in. It's, uh, it's done. So he, he will be inactive the rest of the season. You'll have to trade him, and he's going to have to start his career over. But then if Kyle Allen's not the guy or Alex Smith isn't the guy, who's, you know, again, I'm still concerned about his leg. Even though the doctors cleared him, I'm still concerned about his leg. If they're not the guy, guess what, Ron Rivera? You have five years to go find a quarterback in the draft or a free agent and try to get this thing up and running, and that's going to kind of slow your clock down. So – with all that being said, I hope that Kyle Allen's successful, but the numbers and the stats say he's going to be, you know, pretty much where Dwayne Haskins was, maybe even worse, because they don't have any weapons. Can anyone name the division in the NFL that got a preseason this year? Zero. None. Not even the refs. <laughs> There's one. There's one. The NFC East got a four-game preseason because that division <laughs> – is wide open. That division starts this week. Wow. And I'll tell you what, Washington is a half a game out of first place, and they have a head-to-head -head win over the team that's in first place. Wow. So for all the reasons MJD said this isn't fair, I agree. But I'm also not surprised because Ron Rivera is there to try and win. And after a month, he surveyed the landscape and said, nobody wants this thing. I'm going to try and give my roster the best chance to go out and get that free playoff spot that the NFC least doesn't deserve. And there's no reason to think Washington can't go get it. Their next five opponents have five combined wins and the Rams have three of them. Hmm. Well, wow. JB, real quick. Do you believe that the Washington football team is talented enough to win that division? That's, uh, that's what the question comes down to. Are they talented enough <laughs> to win that division? No, but either are the Giants nor the Cowboys, Eagles. So, right. true. No doubt. I mean, I, I personally feel like the Cowboys, like if you're going to – the Eagles are one thing because they're beat up, but we just saw them go to San Fran and play well. But to be honest, like the Dallas Cowboys are going to – they're going to win this division at 8-8, eight 9-7, and eight, nine and seven, and they'll go to the playoffs like they do every year. This is what has been the last couple of years. And then they write – then, you know, now if you're the Washington football team, instead of getting a, a top pick to kind of build up your roster, you're going to be in the 18s to 15s, and you're going to be back where you were again, starting over. And, and, and needless to say, that doesn't bother us because we're, we're for the Rams. 
But it's yeah. just one of those things, a team building thing. When you look at what Sean McVay did when he came into this, 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 uh, the Rams organization, what did he do? He solidified that offensive line and he brought weapons. That was his first thing he did. He drafted Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Mm -hmm. uh, was it um, left tackle? Is my uh, Andrew, 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 Andrew Whitworth in right? That was the he brought John one. Sullivan yeah. in. He did the things to help his young quarterback. I just all I'm saying is, if you're the Washington football team, even they, if they don't have that, and and I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just from the Rams standpoint, expecting this to feel like week one in Washington because they gave oh, yeah. their whole organization a shock to the system and said, uh, yeah. wipe the slate clean, beat the Rams and start one and oh. So that's the group that the Rams should expect. I no think question. Riverboat Ron did the right thing. I'm just mad he did it this week because everybody's energized yes. to the quarterback change. And this guy can run. Speaking he, of comebacks. He'll throw you the ball too. Speaking of comebacks, the Rams have been without a couple of their starters the last couple weeks, maybe one potential starter. We got Cam Akers, Jordan Fuller, both expected back on Sunday. The Rams are also hopeful. Edge rusher Terrell Lewis could be activated and make his debut. Which injured rookie are you most excited to see? And I will give you this. I'll start this off. I am so excited to see Cam Akers. I think this will actually help this offense give themselves, you know, like we're drinking coffee this morning, like a little shot of espresso, get them going again, get them back in the groove. Um, we didn't see them run the ball well against the Giants. And I see, you know, there was a lot of, you know, good things that we saw out of Cam Akers when he was playing. Maybe this is kind of like, all right, everyone, we're back. Let's go, let's go, let's go. MJD? Uh, for me, it's, it's either going to be, it's going to be on the defensive side. I think Cam Akers is going to come and give a little bit of juice to this running game, but the Washington football team is a really good team a defense against the run. I think for the Rams, it's more either Terrell Lewis uh, or, or Fuller. And, I, and the reason I say I'll probably go with Lewis is because the Rams have had troubles kind of setting an edge um, over the last couple of weeks. Yes, they got after the, the New York football giants, but you need to figure out a way. We have to find a way to get that consistent edge set. And I think Terrell Lewis is that guy. That's what he did at Alabama. And then on top of that, I'm going to say Terrell Lewis as well, because all the guys that he went to college with are literally on the uh, the Washington football team's defense. So just because everyone's all fired up about a quarterback change, I guarantee you Terrell Lewis is fired up because he'll be going against his buddies on the other side. So he wants to make a good uh, impression. And uh, Maurice, who do you think will have the biggest impact this week out of those guys coming back? Um, It'll probably be uh, – It'll probably be Lewis as well. Uh, I just think, again, with the struggle. All the time. <laughs> what I, I would, I'm just saying that the, the outside linebacker position has been an issue for this defense uh, the last couple of weeks. And I know that they got a little bit of pressure. You're mixing guys in and out. But we talk about this all the time in our broadcast. Um, you have to set an edge. You have to stop the run. There, that hasn't been consistent enough. And so uh, Samson took a big step forward uh, this week. But I think, again, as a group, they need to, they need to be better at stopping the run so that they can get to the quarterback. And if you're going to play, I, I promise you this week, if no one if no one believes me now, just tell, you know, type in on Sunday, the Washington football team, they're going to run the ball, okay? They know they can't block Aaron Donald. They have their offensive lines beat up. They're going to try to run the ball, shorten this game, and win with defense. I guarantee you, I've played for Jack Del Rio. Uh, I know Ron Rivera. That is what they're going to try to do, especially with a new quarterback. Defar, do you have? Are you on offense or defense here? Are you excited about rotating three guys into the running back group? Uh, I'm geeked to have Cam Akers back. Really am. Um, but I'm more of a two back guy. Um, 
you know, a, a lead back and a, a backup uh, to split that to split that role. I'll, I'll leave that to Maurice. And if you're going to have three, then one guy's going to have a designated role, like a third down guy. But that's just the way I roll. But having Cam Akers back is going to be huge, um, especially for a team that wants to run the football and run it effectively like they have. But I, I'm I'm excited to see what you know Terrell Lewis is. You said edge rusher Terrell Lewis. Is that what he is? I don't know. I'd love to see it. Um, I know he plays OLB. I know he's an outside backer, but let me see if the guy can actually rush. And I'm with you. I think Samson Ebicom played a, you know, a, a very sharp game uh, versus New York. I mean, he was very aggressive off the edge, and he, he really made something happen. Obo Okoronkwo, same thing. Uh, played a very, very strong game getting there. And then Leonard Floyd uh, with that little hop pass rush move that he does, that little bunny hop he does. And he's so tall anyway. Uh, I think he's starting to bend that left corner tighter and tighter to the quarterback. So if you get more interior rush, there's nowhere to go. Uh, now, the thing that scares me is Kyle Allen could run. Uh, and we saw last week, Daniel Jones can get out. He did get out uh, a week before that. Uh, they had trouble getting the uh, Buffalo's quarterback, uh, Josh Allen, on the ground. So mobile quarterbacks kind of give me pause. But I guess I'm more excited for Terrell Lewis to come back and play just so I can see exactly what they have and who he is and what he is, what type of player he is. But, you know, having Cam Akers back in the mix, I think will actually pay more dividends towards a victory than anything else that's coming back. Jordan Fuller is, is another guy too. Um, I, I think they're missing that boom in the backfield. Taylor Rapp played great, but this guy's an intimidator. This is an old school safety. When he's bringing it downhill on those running backs coming through the A-gap, Maurice, you know, that, that'll get your attention. That'll make you slow down a little bit. So, Having that guy back in the secondary, uh, I think, will be great. But I'm more excited to see Terrell Lewis. Yeah, I'm kind of with DeMarco on this one. I mean, I think Jordan Fuller makes the biggest impact on this game because he's going to get the most snaps far and away. But if Lewis can go, I think that's the most important development for the Rams because I would prefer he not make his NFL debut against the 49ers at the outset of NFC West play. And I can't help but think when they drafted Lewis, they had that 49ers offense, that rushing attack, those offensive tackles in mind as someone who could help them defeat that. And so I, I'd like to see him get his feet wet in Washington. All right. It's time now for our fan mailbag. We're talking Darius Williams. He's turning into a star guys, four interceptions in his first seven starts with the Rams played 85% of the snaps in week four against the giants. Um, we got a tweet from rich at our coop 21. He asked, did he ever play wide receiver? He has better hands than 75% of the wideouts in the NFL. Some little nugget here. I interviewed D. Will last season after the uh, Atlanta Falcons game when we went to London. Uh, he told me he actually thinks he's a better baseball player. He played shortstop. So when you talk about good hands, this man played shortstop in high school, didn't switch to football fully and take it more serious until the 11th grade, his junior year in high school. He is a huge baseball player. Coming as a former baseball player myself, shortstop, you got to have good hands. You got to be able to see everything, be reactionary. Perfect. Like, we should be pulling guys from the MLB and putting them at DB. Like, why don't we see this sooner? <laughs> uh, Serena, I think, I think you're exactly right when you talk about the hand-eye coordination. But th this is one thing. And DeMarco, we saw this in Hawaii. We saw this throughout the preseason last year. Um, he has been a dominant player. I mean – it was, it was him and Peterson, uh, I want to say, that were the two DBs that we had a couple years ago that were making plays consistently. And, you know, uh, we always in the league, they always say opportunities aren't earned, they're given. And it's what you do with them is, is what's going to, you know, going to make you or break you. And, and I think when you see 
uh, what Darius has done the last couple of weeks. I mean, in the interception in Philly, that changes that game, the dynamic of that game. Uh, the interception uh, again last week against uh, Daniel Jones to end the drive. And, and you know, we were talking about on that broadcast, There was a, he should have had two or three interceptions in that game if he would have just drove the ball. There was one on the sideline where he broke and he literally beat the receiver to the ball, but he stopped. And if he drove it, he probably would take that, that one to the house. And then there was another one as well. So his instincts and his abilities are there. I, I just think, you know, he'll be he'll get better and better the more he plays, the more confident he gets. But I mean, that's a steal for the Rams. You think about that. Like you you have a guy on your practice squad, uh preseason, you're coaching him up, you're dialing him up, and then you develop him into being a quality starter. If not, you know, again, he may mess around and make if he keeps getting interception like this, he may end up leading the league. And you know what that means? Pro Bowl. So don't be yeah. surprised. Like he's playing well and well, and he'll continue to get targeted because they're not going at Jalen Ramsey. So him and Troy Hill have to continue to step up and make plays. All right, let's go rapid fire next. We roll through a few different topics leading into this game against Washington. And let's start with Sean McVay going back to face one of the franchises that helped raise him as an NFL coach. What do you think? Big deal or no deal as he goes back to the beltway? Big deal. Uh, big deal. Uh, big deal? <laughs> big deal. Why? He's been he hasn't beaten him. Well, yeah. That big deal. We had the big deal. Okay. And, you, you're, and you're going back to DC. That's the other part. You have a lot of friends there. You have uh, family and friends or whatever it may be there coming to talk to him and on his phone. He may oh, not wait. be in the game, no, but a significant this, amount of them aren't there anymore. He's like, he, I mean, you can this say what you want. Coach coming back. This was, you know, an offensive guy that left. You know, so. There will be no red carpet for him. There's no billboards. Welcome back, Sean McVay. I, He's going DeMarco, back to the place he used to work. You know? Marco, remember, <laughs> remember this. They let him out of the building, and then the Rams had all this success. You know the Washington football team is like, why did we let you go? We should have let Gruden go. True. So you're going to get a little bit of that going on. And then, but, I, I mean, you know, him, live in the community. You got friends there. They, it's yeah. going to be a big deal. But for him, it's just I'm going back to a place I used to work. You know, it's just like going back. It's like you going back to Westwood. It's cool. Oh, that's a big deal when I step back in. When I step back in Westwood, that's a huge deal. They don't roll out the red carpet. If they don't, we got a problem. Damn. Here's another – Here's another big deal, Serena. Word out of uh, Washington football team practice today. Chase Young is back in uniform. Oh. Should be good to go. On the edge against Andrew Whitworth, who has not allowed a QB hit through four games. Tell us about that matchup and what it means for the Rams' chances of success. Yeah, I mean, JB, I mean, you probably know this, right? Like, that was that was the big significant person we were looking for in the um, – as far as, like, who's practicing and who's not. Chase Young is such a significant – playmaker when it comes to that D-line. So having him back, I think the O-line really needs to step up their game a little bit, especially from what we saw protecting Jared against the Giants. Deep bar? Yeah, you know what? I think Chase Young is every bit as good as Bosa was a couple, uh, two seasons ago. He's good, man. Yeah, uh, and good. <laughs> every bit as good as Alden Smith was a couple of years ago when he was in San Francisco. Uh, the guy's a monster, and this is – this is terrible news. Because, <laughs> I know, it's like, no. <laughs> number one, I mean, number one, I mean, I think Havenstein is going to have his hands full with Kerrigan. You know that's going to be a problem in obvious passing down. That guy is good. He's, he's got more sacks than Dexter Manley for the, for the Washington football team. That's going to be deadly. And if you get Chase Young, you know, two bookends, you better get the ball out quick. Or you better run the football effectively and keep them out of, obvious passing downs because they will get home. So, yeah, that's just – that's about the worst news I've ever heard, or at least this morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
MJ, yeah, that's a different. Have... That's a difference for me. Is they got to Wentz eight times, he holds on to the football. They got to Kyler, he holds on to the football. Then Baker Mayfield, he's not exactly a quick trigger either. So Jared Goff, I think, uh, would be well served to not be in the position that those quarterbacks have been in against this Washington defense. Get rid of it. <laughs> All right, we're doing fantasy uh, picks to close things out. Um, before we get to everyone's pick, but for week five, let's recap. Uh, JB, you picked the Rams defense last week. Five sacks, one interception, nine points allowed. Yep, show them. Uh, I had Cooper Cub with five receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. All right, um, DeFar, who do you got for this week's fantasy wow. pick? Uh, this is hard. And uh, Maurice, you, you were or are – you guys are all fantasy people, so help me out. Um, <laughs> He's taking wanted... down notes over uh, here. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I want to say the run game, but no, Washington's tough, especially at home. Um, I want to say Jared Goff being efficient, getting the ball out, uh, but maybe that's through more of a running game situation, but you're going to split carries there. So I might go with the Rams' defense. Um, I think this could be another field goal game. I, I think Kyle Allen is – you know, I think he's going to be a replacement for what they had. I don't know if they're going to be a lot better than what they were. So – um, I, I think the Rams have found something on the outside, especially if Terrell Lewis can come back and add a little bit more. Aaron Donald was kind of quiet last week, so you know how Aaron does the next week when he was quiet <laughs> the week before. He, you know, he just ruins things. Um, so I, I want to take the Rams defense or Goff. Who do you think I should take? Defense. I'll take defense then. I'll take the Rams defense. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I, I, for me, it's, it's funny because – Robert Woods, like, it's like every other game for him. So I think this is going to be his game uh, where he shows up. Uh, so I'm going to take Robert Woods. A lot of people are down because, I mean, again, the Washington football team defense, they, they do a really good job. But Robert Woods uh, is always there when you need him. And I think this is going to be a, a Robert Woods or, or a.k.a. Bobby Trees type of game. Yeah. Going Tyler Higby, Washington has surrendered five touchdowns to tight ends uh, through four games. Goddard went for 100 against him. I think Tyler Higby, who's been quiet since the uh, hat trick at Philadelphia, gets right in the fantasy column this week. I'm I ready to play Texas Hold'em against you, JB. I can tell by your face when you're holding on to some cards. See? You always come out with the stat at the end. See, I know your face now. <laughs> you to follow him on Twitter. That's where he gives all of his emotions away. Um, I, I kind of wanted to go with a, a tight end, but I'm actually going with Hendo. I'm going with Daryl Henderson. I looked it up. Washington's defense is allowing an average of 154 rushing yards in the past three weeks. So I think the Rams need a bounce back. I see Hendo having a game at 114 against the Bills, 22 against the Giants. So I'm kind of like, let's see a comeback game for him now that he's got an extra piece of support with Cam Akers coming back. But that's it. That's a wrap for our Week 5 edition of Between the Horns. DeFar, Maurice Jones-Drew, J.B. Long, I'm Serena Morales, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Sunday for the Rams at the Washington football team. See you next week for more Between the Horns.